The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Off to a great start here on the hey Sick guys. House. <laughs> hey, 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 how are you guys? Oh, Merry man. Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, oh, yes, man. yes. Very happy holidays from us to you. You're probably hearing this on New Year's Eve. Uh, and uh, your boys at the Rough House are uh, starting or ending 2018, starting 2019. On, Quarantined. Uh, yeah, a rough, a rough, rough foot. Uh, just a heads up, uh, just this the free app this week uh, as yeah. Chris has a pretty nasty head, head cold, which you can hear. Uh, and I woke up this morning with my tonsils feeling like absolute hell. Yeah, uh, that's really so. Fun. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird because uh, up until I used uh, th- some uh, throat spray, got a little bit yeah. of throat coat going on. Yeah, uh, you I, do. Yeah, uh, I I was literally gagging on my own mucus. Uh, That's fun. In the morning, so yeah, great times. Going to patient first after recording. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I had that fun thing when you're sick and you you wake up and your mouth is just like this um, this cesspool of grossness. Yes, like. Scrape the top of your mouth to get all like the, the the gross nastiness happening, and I end up like you know like trying to hock it up, and you know, I end up partially throwing up in the sink. It's, it's yep. really it's yep. really fun. Uh, yeah, that I, was I my morning right there. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't, uh, couldn't recommend it more uh, to anybody. So I'm I'm swimming in day day quill right now, which is not really working. I sound great though. This is really it's really brought some richness to my pipes. Oh so yeah. If I could have this without the uh, sneezes that comes in sixes and not running down my face constantly if i could yeah. just have this voice that'd be that would be great i'd be cool with that maybe i would have had a successful broadcasting career <laughs> it, it does kind of sound like the the post-processed voice of howard stern where like <laughs> he oh, just yeah. got that 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 deep 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 growl in his yeah. voice which he does not have in real life at no. all no uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh it's a lot of processors happening there but uh you know it makes it work so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna probably end up listening uh, back to this and reveling in how great my voice sounds right now so yeah yeah it's good it's gonna be tremendous but uh with this being the last rough house podcast of year of our lord 2018 uh we have year 
Yeah, yeah, not not a great year, uh, but we are going to try to go back through and talk about the highlights and the lowlights of this yeah. year, uh, WWE and beyond, uh, and th- maybe throw out some early 2019 predictions. Sure. Uh, and, you know, it's funny, one of my first episodes with the Rough House was at the beginning of this year, yep. uh, and we tried doing our 2018 predictions, I believe approximately zero percent of them came true I so i think i have to go back and uh, revisit to see how wrong we were uh off the top of my head Excuse i know uh, it's okay i i said rusev was gonna get a world title shot didn't happen <laughs> he won Although, the u.s title by the end of the year he got the u.s title right yeah. at the end of the year okay um so uh congrats to you rusev it's about goddamn time yeah. um and i said cm punk uh was gonna get murked in mma so bad which turned out to be true yeah, then i said go. he's gonna come back to wrestling he did not do that. No, yeah, but no, definitely got uh, definitely got murdered in, yeah, uh, in yeah. the UFC octagon. So that's always fun to see. Yeah, yeah, did not work out great. Uh, but hey, 2018. Uh, in terms of what happened in professional wrestling rings, uh, and that I think is a key way to phrase it. In terms yeah. of what actually happened, bell to bell in the ring itself, pretty damn good year. Yeah, and even some of the stuff outside of the bell to bell, you know, just in terms of uh, things uh, happening within the industry mm-hmm. um, and storylines that have that are being told long form and really well. I did like a uh, like a, a top ten list, but I, I didn't rank them, and they're mm-hmm. not like matches of the year. Um, it's just kind of <clears throat> things that I really enjoyed in calendar year 2018 um so some of them are specific people some of them are matches some of them are promotions some of them you know it's just kind of like that so um uh i just want to start uh throwing some love to the workhorse 205 livers um that yeah. was really one of the one of the surprises of the year uh you know the show became something that uh every week was at least one or two really well worked fun uh uh cruisador as you say uh mm-hmm. matches and you know those guys given a couple opportunities on the big shows um on on paul white they actually just wrestled on his stomach yes, yes um, exactly. to go out there and to uh to show you know you know, they're here to show the world what they can do. And on the pay-per-views, yes. uh, you know, the Australian Super Showdown was great. Survivor Series, mm-hmm. um, TLC, they had really good uh, matches in front of uh, more eyes than they usually are in front of. So the 205ers, you know, Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, probably one, two, and three um, for the year. You can put them in any order you want. But those those three guys really kind of led uh, that division, that that promotion, that brand, and, uh, and really did a hell of a job. So it's really exciting. Uh, to see that yeah uh, it was definitely one of the prime examples of a positive coming out of a negative uh starting in in 2018 uh 205 live was the enzo amore show Uh, and uh he he definitely uh ruined it and continues to ruin it uh but uh we we saw him uh leave the company and uh, in response, 205 Live became, uh, as you put it, the workhorse show, uh, where week in, week out, uh, big time matches, uh, unfortunately in front of mostly apathetic crowds. I will yeah. say the shift to uh, taping before SmackDown uh, about midway point this year was definitely uh, one of the better moves that they have made in some yeah. time for that show. Uh, but you know, the, the proofs in the pudding, you now have Mustafa Ali brought up to the main roster proper. He's now in the mix on SmackDown with some big names, Yeah, uh, kind of, you know, the gold star for a, a very, very rough year for him in terms of uh, rough matches. Yeah. Uh, just 
absolutely killing himself to get 205 and himself over and Seriously. it worked out yeah um just, i i would agree with you that 205 live has been an unexpected but uh well-received bright point of the year yeah what, what do you did you put the little list together what'd you do uh so my mine uh mine are a bit more scatterbrained because of me but uh, i'm gonna go ahead uh and and give uh, appropriate credit uh, to the amazing work of one Johnny Gargano this year. Yes. Uh, as as the year has gone on, I know that some people have liked to make fun of him for being Mr. Why Am I So Violent face. Uh, but uh, he has had a great year filled with great matches, whether it was the matches with Tommaso Ciampa, uh, the absolutely amazing, probably my match of the year match uh, with uh Andrade Siena Almas at the yeah. top of the year. Uh, even what he was doing on the NXT weekly shows up to the cage match with uh, Alistair Black just a few weeks ago. Uh, Johnny Gargano has really blown me away in terms of what he is capable of. Yeah. Um, I, I I definitely thought that he and Ciampa had kind of a high ceiling in terms of, you know, long-term what they could do in WWE and, and especially in NXT because obviously that's where they're going to thrive. I don't really yeah. foresee Johnny Wrestling being uh, a big guy on WWE proper. Maybe I'd love to eat those words in a few yeah. years. Your things uh, have happened. Yeah, uh, but uh, they they – what he has done in NXT has been uh, amazing this year. And I cannot wait to see what I assume will be the culmination of the storyline in 2019, probably at the Brooklyn NXT show. Yeah. And I had, um, I had Gargano slash Champa on my list. Um, so, you know, for every reason you just said, you know, the, the long form story that they told of, you know, going all the way back to when they debuted and, you know, back to the cruiserweight classic, really, they're still telling the same story from something that happened, what, two, three years ago. Yeah. Um, it's, that is really unheard of and the fact that it's been done so well i mean there were a couple times we're like all right we're getting this match again yeah but then, yeah. then they go out there and just fucking tear the house down because they're so talented and then the evolution of the story from you know champa going to the dark side and then them fighting and then uh gargano kind of creeping his way into the dark side and now we may get an evil diy uh sort of thing for a little bit until it blows off and then you know eventually but that you know the storytelling in the ring and outside of the ring champa's promos you know to the little gopro in the in the production truck i fucking mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. um his relationship with goldie the the nxt championship is great um and and you know the kind of mixing in uh candace in there and alistair black getting involved in there as well they're, they're adding new facets to it to make it um to fresh uh, freshen it up and make it interesting and it's really caught my attention has been probably the best told story uh long term in in quite some time so it's really impressive that yeah you know, the the creative is able to um, you know, to think that far ahead or at least adapt on their feet because some of these things had to get changed on the fly because of injuries and whatnot. Uh, but kudos to creative and to the performers uh, doing it because really that was one of the one of the, the better things of, uh, of the year and past years. So, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would love to at some point. I know WWE Network loves those collections. Yeah. Give me when this story completely plays out. Give me a collection of the matches and segments which told each chapter that yeah. that would be an incredible watch yeah fantastic um so next up for me if we're going to stick with the nxt theme i just have the nxt roster 
as one yeah. of my greatest things of the year because it is just loaded top to bottom of amazing <laughs> oh. <clears throat> of amazing talent. Um, you know, there's there's so many people that you forget that people uh, haven't been on TV for weeks and you're like, oh, this guy's still here and he's still fucking yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Because they keep signing people. You know, you have uh, your Matt Riddles in here now and um, the women's division is finally starting to take a little more shape with Io Shirai coming in, Dakota Kai rising to the, the challenge and she posted some really great uh, photos on Twitter when she was home in New Zealand this past week. So Dakota Kai, mwah, well done, girl. Hey, now. Um, yeah, whew, man. Um uh, sorry, I got distracted by her ass because I'm just thinking about it right now, and it is choice. Um, yeah, Lacey Evans also, you know, mm-hmm. she's getting the call up and had a, a really good showing in that Fatal Four Way. Bianca Belair coming into her own, Nia Yim coming in. There's so many, yeah, so many people. Um, and not not to mention the crowded tag team division in NXT with mm-hmm. uh, the War Raiders and Heavy Machinery, and I won't say the Forgotten Sons because they're kind of worthless. The um, Undisputed Era and the Undisputed oh Era. God. Yes, that's why I was working my way up yeah yeah yes uh velveteen dream you've got got so many ricochet of course there's so there's so many people and you know working in the uk talent in there with british strong style it it's an embarrassment of riches in nxt right now um so you know and it's only going to get better. They just, you know, signed Walter to whatever they're going to do with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are more signings to come. Um, there's, a, I guess, a new class starting in January or whatever. Of yeah. people. So, you know, it, it's continued, continues to be the place, uh, really the, the best promotion, I think, uh, start to finish, probably in the industry right now. Yeah, it's it's an uh, as you said, an embarrassment of riches. Uh, we've discussed a lot, uh, kind of, you know, wringing our hands about the concern of WWE signing everyone known to man. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, they have all this amazing talent. And as we see every few months at a takeover, the shows deliver show in and show out. And uh, it's, it's just a joy to watch yeah. uh, r- really a, a prime great time for a brand. That's been great since it became the developmental brand, as opposed to the weird uh, game, game show. show. Thing, yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, it just keeps getting better and better. Who would have thought, you know, four years ago when the network started and we had Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn and, yeah. and all these guys that it would be, you know, not necessarily the peak, but just uh, a small part of the mountain that they're climbing of, yeah. of uh, incredible shows. So much uh, talent. Speaking of incredible shows, one of the things I loved most in, in 2018, uh, although it's been going on for the past few years, felt like 2018 was kind of the, the highest point we've seen so far, is the ease and proliferation, if I'm saying that correctly, sure. uh, of streamable international pro wrestling whether whether you're looking at uh new japan world uh dragon gate network uh powerbomb.tv the high spots wrestling network fight.tv the fact is if you don't want to watch wwe and you want to stay involved with wrestling there are thousands upon thousands of hours of professional wrestling that you can watch Every single day, every single week, the fact that I can just with a few clicks of a button go from watching Japanese strong style wrestling to the 
UK indie scene of progress to freaking whatever Joey Janela is throwing out there on his next <laughs> show on fight.tv. I mean, yeah. it, it is crazy how easy it is to access pro wrestling. And that's, that's without even talking about people who just go, Oh, well, we're going to upload this match on YouTube for free. I mean, the amount of great matches you can just watch on YouTube right now from again, companies all over the world. It, it's, it's crazier and crazier. And Again, if you didn't want to watch the 10 hours of WWE programming a week and instead watch 10 hours of international independent wrestling, you could, and it'd be just as entertaining, if not more so. <laughs> Depending on what you like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, the, you know, like you said, the amount of options that are out there and not just for the ease of, of watching, but just, you know, there's a lot of options for pro wrestling, depending on where you are in the country, stuff mm -hmm. that, you know, isn't streamed live. You know, we have, you know, we just had a big MCW show right here uh, down the street from us uh, last night yes. um, here in Maryland with Tommy Dreamer and then the delicious Kelly Klein. Um, and, you know, there, there's there's a lot of stuff out there, and that kind of leads into my next one, which, obviously, knowing me, is Lucha Underground. Yes. Um, now, you, you know, there's not going to be a, uh, an end-of-year recap list without me talking about Lucha, especially in the year when I went out there. So, of you course. know, going out there again to see some tapings for Lucha Underground and, you know, everybody there treating me uh, very nicely. You know, they're just it's a great group of people out there. It's a really you know, fun, innovative uh, products, even though, you know, parts of this season felt off and they didn't really hit their stride until the very end of the season. And there were a couple booking decisions in there that were a little questionable, but still in terms of just batshit crazy, but entertaining storytelling and some really fantastic in ring work, Lucha Underground really, you know, has helped build another, um, wave or generation of, of indie superstars because they took people that, you know, were kind of uh, at least a little bit known mostly in the independence throughout the country and then put them on, you know, national TV and gave them an opportunity to go out there. Now there are some of the, you know, you, you look at pretty much any big uh, independent wrestling show across the country and there's probably at least one or two Lucha Underground talents mm -hmm. booked on that show. Everyone from from a Pentagon of Phoenix who really permeated the U.S. Uh, indie scene uh, via that show, uh, you know, Cage, uh, Shane Strickland, mm -hmm. uh, Dante Fox, Joey Ryan, uh, so many people come through there uh and have really you know uh been able to take it to the next level so um i'm hoping that this isn't the last year that i get to talk about lucha underground they still have not released anything about a new season so you know we'll see it will be it will be a real shame if they're unable to complete the story uh because yeah. it seems like they were finally working towards an end game sorry avengers um but you know, to to tell the story that they've been telling over four seasons of the the Aztec tribes going to war for the fate of the universe, essentially. So that that's fucking right down my alley. Well, hello there, absolutely uh, of shit I like to see. So uh, so Lucha Underground uh, makes my top. Well, uh, sort of spitting off the Lucha Underground side of things, a company that will also be mentioned in my low lights side. <laughs> uh, I want to give credit where credit is due to the resurgence of impact wrestling yeah. uh they you know there have been so many times where tna impact wrestling whatever you want to call them has been counted out and maybe should have been down for the count but fact is they're still going they've got a hell of a crew right now yeah. whether you know it, it's some old hands that were given a new shot like austin aries guys like johnny mundo coming in johnny impact uh 
Pentagon, Phoenix, uh, them scouting the indies for for new guys like the Radicals. Uh, mm-hmm. th- it's it's a very interesting time for Impact. Uh, oh, how can I forget Sammy Callahan being one of yeah. the big guys there? Um, it's a very interesting time for impact in terms of the in ring, what they're presenting in ring is probably the strongest product they've had in easily five years, <laughs> if not more. Uh, and I I'm hoping uh, that they can sort of guide themselves to the point of financial stability and growth because uh, you know, they've been the unofficial number two for a very long time. Yeah. I would love to see them sort of continue their growth path and, and, you know, finally get stable in 2019. And maybe streaming is the answer to that. Cause they, they're going yeah. to start on a new network that has even fewer houses than, uh, yeah. Did. yeah. So, uh, not looking well, not looking great in terms of TV there. Um, but you know, streaming is, is where everything is headed right now. So maybe that they can, they can capitalize on that with, uh, the, what is it? GCN or G whatever. Uh, GWN. Uh, GWN. GWN. Yeah. yeah. So there, there are, there are ways to watch, uh, if you want to go out there and, uh, yeah, like I agree, you know, uh, slim anniversary. I caught some of it and I was, I was pretty impressed. Um, you know, they brought in my girl, Jordan grace too. Let's not forget yes. that. Yes. Um, so I, I, uh, I unfortunately totally forgot the entire knockouts division currently anchored by Tessa Blanchard. Yes. Who is, uh, yeah. Lord. Out of this world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they are in a very prime place. They just need the right focus put upon them. And, and, and that seems to be the hard part right now. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as we're uh, segueing, uh, I, I announce a segue. I don't just make a segue funny like you do. I'm saying, hey, we're going to segue into something now. Yeah. Uh, I have women's wrestling as one of my yeah. better things of the year, 2018. Like the aforementioned knockouts, Tessa Blanchard crushing it um, over there. You've got uh, my, my girl, Jordan Grace, just uh, just really bringing some eyes. She made the, the SI the list of top 10 women's wrestlers. Yeah, as well she should. Yeah, she's really uh, making a name for herself out there. Um, and, you know, what WWE has done with women's wrestling, women's wrestling got a, uh, you know, there may have been only one match on the all-in show, more on that later. Um, but the four women in that match really made an impact, no pun intended, uh, and put on a really, really good match and, and brought some more eyes to those people. Uh, Chelsea Green had an, an amazing year working in pretty much every major promotion uh, <laughs> that there is on television. So that's yeah. that's important impressive in its own right and the fact that you know women are starting to get the uh you know the time of day and of course there are people out there who are uh i don't know if they're misogynist or just you know what the, but they're like oh, I, I, enough I, of the I, women wrestling yeah no, i know. i i, I will uh i will give the the benefit of the doubt and say they are skeptical of okay. women's wrestling but i i think we're at a point now between things like the may young classic evolution yeah. Uh, the ongoing greatness of the NXT women's division uh, and someone who I know is going to come up later for both of us, right. the man herself, Becky Lynch. Uh, it, it's been a redefining year and, and a strengthening year of what had already been a good few years for women's wrestling. I think we're getting at a point now, especially, you know, you look back at TLC just a few weeks ago women's wrestling doesn't feel so much as a segment of the show right. as much as it is just part of the show. Just the show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the matches are as good as, if not better than. And, you know, we're reaching that point where it's just like, hey, men's match, women's match, don't care, just hope it's good. Yeah, and that, it's kind of 
put the cruisadors to the bathroom break. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that, that the divas division used to have a little bit, but you know, there'll, there'll be something else pop up to, to, to get that uh, fixed. But yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of great upper echelon talent. Um, you know, we had the first women's Royal rumble. We had mm-hmm. women's money in the bank, women's elimination chamber. We had women mm-hmm. closing shows. Um, that amazing triple threat that we had at TLC with Oscar and Becky and Charlotte. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of talent out there right now and they're you know they're they're giving them for the most part you know creative um uh, storylines and and stuff to go out there if we can just shy away from everybody crying after the match and giving them flowers that'd be great yeah Uh, i i would appreciate that um and to segue into my next one i don't know if it's your turn or not it's probably mine anyway i'm just taking it this is perfect ronda rousey uh yeah you know ronda's on my my list as well she you know this time last year we knew that it was coming and it was happening and Ronda was going to show up. We had no idea what to expect. You know, yeah. it could have been a, you know, everybody has a plan until they get uh, fake punched in the face, I guess. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it could have gone that way, you know, uh, granted she hasn't really lost much so that, you know, we don't really know how she's going to deal with that, but I don't think any of us really expected her to, to be such a natural at pro wrestling. Oh, um, absolutely. Like, she's a great athlete, but yeah. pro wrestling is more than just being athletic. Yeah, uh, she is definitely, uh, I want to say diamond in the rough because we were expecting her to be a diamond, right. or at least WWE was. Uh, she has been a pleasant surprise, yeah. I, I guess is the, the, the way to put it, uh, on WWE programming. Uh, her promos, while at times kind of strange uh feel natural uh her in ring work is getting better and better and she started pretty damn good i mean you look at that tag match uh at wrestlemania arguably match of the night arguably one of the best matches of the year Mm -hmm. uh in terms of at least of wwe style you know all all, all big moments spectacle and storytelling it was you know it had it in spades and to see how she closed out her year, her match with uh, Natalia uh, was really good. Yeah, um, you know she pulled out surprisingly good matches out of Nia Jax. Uh, she has, for as as uh, much as I may not like her outside of the ring, oh, in she's the a, ring, she's a garbage human being. Yeah, terrible honest. person, <laughs> but in the ring incredible year and and one of the bright spots of 2018 and great legs too can't stop staring at those legs yes yes big big fan yeah well what can i say also she tends to uh she tends to vlog wearing those big chunky hipster glasses and it puts me in a special special place (laughs) oh doesn't that kind of speaks to you at a primal neat uh primal level yep I got yep. you. All right. I see you, Marty. I see you. Yeah. I yeah. You. I got you over there. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's get, not wearing any pants right now. You can't. Just, just give me a gal who looks like she owns a record player and I'm in a good place. <laughs> Maybe a scarf in the summertime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Exactly. Uh, some, uh, some, some, you know, jeans that are uh, not quite capris, but not quite regular. Uh, <laughs> regular length somewhere in between with a couple uh, well-placed holes in them perhaps yep uh a she and him cd and a record player and you're you're fucking right there sounds good to me man <laughs> <laughs> my dude's got a type all right boxes checked um <laughs> what uh, else we got yeah so uh another thing uh in terms of a positive 2018 new japan i mean yep. 
Uh, I, I recognize I'm definitely a New Japan fan of the podcast here, but they had and it, not to say you aren't, Chris. I'm just saying no, that's I, okay. I, 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 I'm, 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 yeah. I'm welcome to the fold. I'm not not yes. not full uh, full full blown like you, but uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm in. Uh, after a, a series of great years, uh, 2018 was insane. Uh, yeah. Whether it was the the impact and continued use of Chris Jericho, which I don't think anyone expected beyond yeah. that first match, which was incredible, uh, the amazing G one, uh, the growth into America, including fucking hell, they sold out a a, a show in fucking Charlotte, North Carolina, for I next know. year yeah. with no one announced. Uh, MSG. Uh, which at this point, uh, I'm, I'm going to give them the credit for that one. Cause they're, those were the names that were announced. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, just an amazing year and looking towards this coming weekend, uh, looks like we got another great wrestle kingdom coming down the pike. Very uh, excited. just every major show, uh, delivered and, top to bottom whether you're into flippy do's or hard-hitting action or american style pro wrestling whatever you're into they had something for you this year and yeah. uh you know there there were some highlights there were some low lights the you know the the injury to hiromu uh was definitely a bummer yeah. um but it, it was just another front to back amazing year from a company that's had a few amazing years and and i hope 2019 continues to that sort of uh tradition now of great professional wrestling yeah and i had uh specifically the uh two out of three falls match between omega and okada on my yeah. list of something to mention here because you know we talked about earlier the long-term storytelling of gargano and um champa and yeah. you know okada and omega had that going on this long-term story that you know they had twists and turns and everybody you know everybody they had a victory on each other and they needed to have a definitive you know who was going to win this sort of thing and you know obviously the the uh western expansion of of uh of new japan kind of legend believe that omega would come out on top but man the, in the way in which he did was mm -hmm. just uh, a clinic how many bottles of water do you have right there two, two. okay <laughs> wait a second did he just fucking automatic refill that thing yeah. um yeah okada and omega just top-notch work uh throughout the whole year and you know omega had the best bout machine you know he had yeah. a number of amazing matches and okada you know he really uh kind of seemed like he was having some fun losing himself after losing that match. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And that kind of, that kind of, you know, helps get you a little more into whatever's going on. So, you know, and then the split with Gato and all this other stuff happening with him. Um, a lot of uh, a lot a lot of good stuff happening over in New Japan. Very excited to see uh, what happens in 2019, who sticks around, who leaves. Uh, you know, there's, all these rumors of a, the new upstart promotion that may be announced in coming days. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we shall see. I mean, we shall the, see. The, the, the hints Very are getting, the hints are getting more and more heavy handed. I see that yeah. weight belt, Cody, you ain't yeah. fooling nobody. Um, nah, man, nah. Uh, but Jan one, apparently we're going to find out something. Uh, the yeah. bucks are hinting. I, I don't know what There's it is. Countdown clock. Uh, I, I, all I know is it's, it's going to be uh, an interesting 
beginning of 2019 for New yeah. Japan after uh, a remarkable 2018, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, also, uh, on on the good side for us, uh, I'll I'll just toss out my next one because I think yeah. it's one that you and I share. Uh, the man, Becky Lynch. Absolutely. Holy shit! I mean, uh, to see a performer go from where she was at the beginning of the year to being a legitimate megastar by end of year would be remarkable enough if it weren't for the fact that I think collectively as fans, e- even those of us who really liked her and appreciated work had kind of written her off as an also rant. You know, yeah. she, she was going to be in the same sort of malaise that we found a Bailey or a Sasha Banks or, or yeah. someone like that. Not blonde, not tall, not big boobed enough, whatever it is, you know, not checking those boxes that say an Alexa Bliss does or Charlotte does or Mandy Rose does or, you Mm. know, these people. Nothing wrong with any one of those three. Well, Charlotte has no ass, but that's for really her only fault. Right, right. (laughs) And Alexa's got enough for both of them. It's all good. God bless. I don't think anyone thought, though, that, that we would see this growth out of Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, she credits it to her time away. Uh, she filmed that Marine movie, which yeah. I haven't seen and I probably never probably will see. Won't. Yeah. But Shawn Michaels also in it took her aside and said, hey, when you go back, you need to carry yourself like you are the biggest star in the company. It works because yeah. <laughs> uh, they say fake it till you make it. Uh, I don't Believe know if you're faking it, but holy shit. Uh, by the end of 2018, I don't know. There was a bigger star homegrown, at least yeah. in WWE than Becky Lynch. I mean, no, unreal. De- definitely not. And and like you said, the, the, the from where she was to where she is, is yeah. makes it even more impressive that she was able to do that. You know, a couple stars aligned to help out with that. You know, you had that the moment of the year of her with the, the busted nose with the come at me, bro swagger happening there. They just made my, weenus tingle a little bit just talking about it um it was such a great moment but yeah it, it's it's the way she came back and carried herself and she had this fire uh in her promos and and just you know essentially turned herself into a, a stone cold uh esque character and yeah something that uh that wrestling fans have been proven to uh gravitate towards so you know it it works and it's worked really well for her i i'm really am excited to see where her journey takes her in 2018. Uh, hopefully it's the headlining of WrestleMania fingers with, are uh, crossed with Ronda Rousey, whether or not Charlotte's in that or not is a whole other uh, thing um, may happen, may not either way. I think it'll be a, a show stealing match um, that I'm excited to see in person. So, so yeah, Becky Lynch uh, definitely, definitely earns a spot on the top of 2018. Another uh, WWE, um, superstar to make the top of 2018 list with an amazing year is Seth Rollins. Yeah. More or less carried raw uh, and, and, and a lot of those pay-per-views on his uh, work rate and, um, and just personality, you know, like I thought he was a really good sniveling authority heel back when he was uh, champion. And I didn't know, you know, in the shield, they were kind of tweeners at best. I didn't know if he could really pull off the, uh, the baby face sort of thing like he did, but man, he really came into his own and people got behind him and the burn it down chance. And, you know, he, he went out there 
uh, every night and and well maybe not TLC and just gave it a, <laughs> gave it every ounce uh, of energy he had, which was which made it all the more baffling that that TLC match was a total dud. Um, but you know you look at his uh, amazing gauntlet match performance on Raw and uh, the, the the title matches with uh, with Dolph Ziggler that you know despite the uh, the time clock ridiculous. In, in, in the one Iron Man match, um, you know, those two went out there and put on just an amazing match. So, yeah, Seth, Seth Rollins, just the most consistent, I think, top tier level um, in WWE. And, you know, I, I would have put AJ Styles in the mix because AJ had a really great oh, year yeah, as yeah. well. But a lot of AJ's matches kind of felt like that TLC match with Rollins is like you expected so much more from it. And for whatever reason, maybe it was, you know, um, just not being on the same page with his opponent or it was just whatever things just never really clicked as much and as often for AJ as it did for Seth Rollins. I feel. Yeah. You know, you look at AJ's 2018 and there were certainly highlights, whether it was the I quit match with the, uh, or sorry, not I quit, uh, last man standing match with Nakamura or the TLC match with Daniel Bryan. The the thing that hurt AJ a lot was in the feud with Nakamura, in the feud with Samoa Joe, it was just constant, never-ending shit finishes. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. you never got to uh to uh to quote uh one Justin Schlegel, you never got to get that nut. Yeah, and, you gotta get you just, that, man. You needed that nut. Uh and and unfortunately you never got it in, well, in those feuds until the end. AJ's nuts did get something. They oh, got AJ's battered. nuts got slug regularly. <laughs> the nut slugging was high in yeah. 2018. Um one last thing I want to say before I think we we de- dive into the things that didn't work out great right. in 2018 uh is all in. Yes, that was uh, the last one on my list as well. Yeah, uh, I I think we went into that show with high hopes. We wanted it to be good. We wanted it to deliver. I think it delivered in ways we didn't expect, uh, even with some of the things that did not go to plan, Uh, whether it's... uh, uh, you know, the show running late, so the six man tag had to be turned into a, a bandito spot fest. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, uh, you know, just just the the pressure of that show in and of itself. I don't think anyone thought it was going to sell out as fast as it did yeah. do as well as it did. I, I certainly thought it was going to sell out eventually, but I didn't think it was going to be within a few minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the dream match with Penta and Kenny Omega, which in any other year would be a match of the year. Uh, the the rise of one Jordan Grace in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody getting the NWA title and a great moment for, you know, fans of 80s professional wrestling. I mean, yeah. it was an embarrassment of riches on a show. That, oh, how could I forget? The, the Dicks. All the dicks. <laughs> what was the what was the line? I don't remember what it was. Uh, a cacophony of or a, ca- no, a, a cacophony of cocks? Of no no no. It was a uh, it was something of phalluses or something. I don't remember what it oh, was. Well, phalanx what, of phallus. Yes, phalanx yes. of phalluses, uh, which was great. Uh, yeah, that moment, you know, and the the ghost of uh, of Joey Ryan. Yeah, the whole thing, and you know the fact that they kind of did their own style of long form storytelling, telling stories of them doing, you know, little acting bits on behind the, uh, being the elite 
and uh, and and you know having it pay off at all in. So they kind of you know worked their own promotion and had it all pay off at their WrestleMania, which was all in. And you know there were so many uh, great moments in there. You know between uh, Jay Lethal doing the whole Macho Man bit in his match. Um, you had the aforementioned Omega and Pentagon match, which was amazing. And Okada and Skrull, which was yeah. kind of like a head scratcher at first, ended up being really, really good. Um, the over-budget Battle Royal had a lot of really fun moments with Jordan Grace. and Oh, uh, the Joey Janela and uh, uh, oh, Hangman Page. Was Fucking great. hell. You had, um, you had some fun stuff with Flip Gordon and Bully Ray in that Battle Royal as well. Uh, the Kid Marco stunt getting a huge... Mm-hmm. A uh, huge push um, on on the on the scene as well. Uh, Austin and Billy Gunn, who were in MCW yeah. last night, sharing yeah. the ring at uh in that battle royal. So there was a, there was something for everybody, I think, um, in that show, which which really uh, helped elevate it to a, to another level. And it was something special. I mean, you know, that's a that's a thing that doesn't happen often, where a group of guys can you know put their minds towards something in this business um, and sell that many tickets that quickly and not only that but deliver on the promise of an entertaining show so hats off to those guys for for accomplishing that in 2018 and best of luck to whatever the hell they got up their sleeves in 2k19 yeah we we shall see but uh not everything was great in professional wrestling in no. 2018 no, uh, while there were high highs there were also low lows uh so let's talk about some of those I, I think the first one I'm going to put out there is kind of one of the elephants in the room professional wrestling in 2018. Saudi Arabia? Yeah, that was number one on my list, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just icky. I don't like it. Yeah, it, it, it's icky. It's gross. It's everything that is uncomfortable about yeah. professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know, I get it's a carny business. I get that it's about money marks. I get, you know, all these different things. Uh, it just sucks when it's at that level. It sucks when... Uh, you know, timing didn't help. Timing didn't help. But even before that, the first Saudi Arabia, show, the people who couldn't be on the show, Sammy Zayn couldn't be on the show. The women couldn't be on the show. Uh, Finn Balor didn't do the show. Uh, you know, all of these these things here and there. I mean, yes, we got the Titus O'Neil moment out of it, but I at the end of the day, that's the best thing I could say about either show. Yeah, Uh, that's all I've seen from either show. Because I didn't watch them. <laughs> yeah. and, and and then when you tie it into the second show happening in the fallout of you know a journalist's murder and right. and mainstream media talking about the grossness of WWE being in bed with who they're in bed with for the amount of yeah. money that they're getting paid. I mean, it it shined light on the side of this business that is unfortunately very uncomfortable to deal with yeah. uh, and you know it <sighs> it was one of those things that like you know i i would have conversations with non-wrestling fans about and yeah. all you could really do is say well carney's gonna card like that's the best best you can say about it and and yeah it just sucked <laughs> yeah and, and it, it doesn't help the business as a whole because it just shines this negative light and it's probably the most bad press WWE has gotten since Benoit, which yeah. obviously you can't compare the two um, in terms of, of they're both tragic in their own ways. Um, but it's just not a good look for the biggest uh, company in the world that does this sort of thing. But you know what? We're, it, we're a couple months removed from it and nobody's really talking about it anymore uh, until the next Saudi shows come up. You know, their, their stocks 
mostly rebounded. Um, you know, a, a lot of that has to deal with Fox and a whole bunch of other factors. So really, you know what? They have no reason to not do it anymore because there were really no long lasting um, implications aside from some bad press. You know, John Oliver. They got away with it. They, they got away with it. That's yeah. the best way so, you can describe it. Vince McMahon gets away with mostly everything. Yes. Um, if we can learn anything from that sort of thing. It, it's a shame. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so we go from that ickiness to um, another thing. And I, I realize pretty much everything on my worst list, save for one, is a WWE thing. And that's not to shit on WWE, but there is a lot of stuff that worked and a lot of stuff that didn't work this last year. Yeah. We got a lot of content this year. Um, so one of my worst uh, of the year was the, uh, the, the, the botching and the mishandling of Braun Strowman, the start stop, the heel turn, and then mm-hmm. a, a badly t- uh, timed injury. You know, he should have been the guy when, especially when Roman Reigns went down to yeah. be put in that position to be the next guy, at least give him a chance, you know, give him a chance to fail or succeed. Um, but they, they, they never really, never really did it. And they went back to their old safe place with Brock Lesnar, which, you know, one is, wasn't much of a shock, but it's also not very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it's funny because my, my list of things pretty much boils down to they screwed this up yeah. and they shouldn't have. Uh, Braun is a perfect example. I mean, you look at where he was at WrestleMania. He felt like, I mean, they had him do an angle where he picked a kid in the crowd. Yes, it was, you know, one of the ref's kids or whatever, but he picked a kid in the crowd to be a, a tag partner with him. Uh, that felt like vintage Hogan. And it felt like yeah. in this moment, you had a guy who could be that classic 80s style baby face. And what do they do? They turn him heel just a few months later. And, yeah. you know, it, it was just uh, sad to see because he felt like he could be the face that they want. And yeah. uh, they eventually got there. But uh, it was just like pulling teeth. And uh, a- another example uh, to go to my next thing that that was a bummer in 2018. This is another one where they eventually got where they wanted to. Uh, but I'm just going to say it. You have a once in a lifetime scenario of one of the most beloved professional wrestlers of all time retiring. Uh-huh. And then in a way that not even John Cena could do. Uh-huh. Beat the odds and come back from a career-ending injury, and within weeks, feud with Big Cass. <laughs> I give you the awkward saga of Daniel Bryan's return. Yeah, it's true. It was really first. It was something that we never thought we would never happen. thought we'd see, and, and then we never thought it would fall apart as quickly as it did. I know. Yeah, they. It was really awkward and questionable and just really bizarre uh yeah. I think bizarre is probably the best word like you have this guy and you're doing this like, yeah it, it was it was really weird and it took him i guess that was uh so he was back from mania so, so he's, he's, he's been back for yeah. most of the year three yeah. quarters of the year roll through yeah so and he never he really caught his stride just a month or two ago with yeah. this heel turn that again we didn't see coming but we're like okay all right we can get behind this i'm i for one am enjoying the new daniel bryan oh the new daniel bryan is amazing 
But the fact that they took, took so long to get there. Well, not just that, but they took the most natural baby face of all time. Uh, 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 one of the biggest baby faces of the modern era. Yeah. You look at the natural fan support of Daniel Bryan. Like this guy could have and should have been one of the top stars of the company if it weren't for the entries that took him out of the game. And the fact that he went over like a fucking egg fart after yeah. coming back. Like, I know. Uh, I, I know there are some that want to be like, oh, he's a vanilla midget or whatever like that. Well, look at how fucking successful he is right now. Uh, like, uh, you, you can't deny what he was. You can't deny what he is now. The fact that in between was such a goddamn mess is a shame and really a prime example of WWE dropping the ball and dropping it hard in 2018. And to piggyback on that into um, another person coming back from retirement to diminished way, 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 way diminished returns, The Undertaker. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to make my worst list because just let the man enjoy his fucking retirement. Stop yeah. carting him out and propping him up in the fucking corner and trying to make like he can still pro wrestle because it's 2018. His body has failed him. Uh, he, he's still functional human being but yeah, in terms of yeah. being a sports entertainer um to the level that is expected of him um it's just sad and depressing and it's taking spots away from the the cavalcade of ridiculous talent that they have um on the roster right now to give this guy um a spot who has countless uh, memorable moments and with each subsequent time he's brought out to to get winded in the first five minutes and throw some terrible punches and uh, attempt a tombstone pile driver on somebody, it's just cringeworthy and it's diminishing uh, the legacy. So you know, and this is coming from a fan who a guy who was never really that big of an Undertaker fan, but you're making me even less of an Undertaker fan with each time you're carting this guy out. So just fucking stop it. No more Undertaker in 2019. I'm gonna run on the platform of that. Yeah, I, I think it's a great platform to run on. You get my vote. Um, another another unfortunate mishandling. I know that none of us really were excited about the idea of this. But the coronation of Roman Reigns and the start-stop process of it in 2018 um, was one of the most frustrating experiences yeah. as a fan. Uh, if you want to get behind the guy, get behind the guy. It was sort of the, the continued refrain among fans uh, in 2018. We all thought it was going to happen at Mania, and it didn't. Yeah. We all thought it was going to happen at the greatest Royal Rumble, and it didn't. And it just kept not happening every time we thought right. it was going to happen. And it, it was one of those things where they kept waiting for the moment to do it. And by the time they did it, so much of the interest and the excitement. I mean, if they had done it back at Mania, yeah, people probably would have still booed. Yeah. But we knew it was going to happen then. And then we could collectively move on. Right. Let the, the guy next go thing. out there and do his thing and win us over. Because yeah. the guy's talented enough to, um, you know, yeah. in the ring, he, he, he can go. But it, it's the booking decisions that really just made it such a drag to get through. I'm like, yeah. oh, just fucking do it already. Yeah. It was, it was exhausting. Yeah. The headline of every show, and it's just like, okay, do I go to bed or do I watch this not happen again? Exactly, um, and exactly. It made me less interested uh, another way in the product. So, yeah, that's definitely, um, definitely another one on there, and another mishandling of top oh, tier. But, 
Oh, you before know, I say that, I just want to be polite and say, I Get hope better soon. Yeah, I, I hope Roman's back in the ring soon. Yeah, I, sure. I hope he's healthy. I want to be angry about him on a podcast again. That's yes. where that's where I'm at with this. Yes, for Rome, sure. Big dog, buddy, beat that cancer. We hope to see you and be angry about it soon. Enjoy your crab cakes. Um, and then speaking of not, um, you know, p- doing the right thing with really talented people, Bailey and Sasha Banks. You know, we talk yeah. about how great uh, the women's division was, and these were. Oh two- my god, the Bailey heel turn where she yells, "You ain't shit." Yeah, that was one of the best moments of professional <laughs> wrestling this year. That went nowhere. Nowhere. It just got erased from memory. Yeah, I forgot it happened until you just mentioned it. I was like, oh yeah, that was a great thing. It was so good. You know, it was so good. Maybe with the recent announcement of the uh, women's tag team division coming uh, soon, yeah. maybe this will be the time for them to to get something going because there was a time I when they were no idea you know, in the main event of every you know Raw or or whatever women's program was happening, and that has not been the case in 2018. A very low point in their careers and, and they're both really talented um you know sasha i think is really fucking tiny uh but talented um mm-hmm. bailey big fan of i think she you know she was one of the ones that how can they fuck this up and sure enough they fucked it up um but it, it, it was just really disappointing you know it, it gave a lot of these other women an opportunity to come and step up um like uh, Carmella had a really mm-hmm. good 2018. She was champion for a while. She reinvented herself with this really fun dance break thing with our truth that is getting yeah. over. And Who would have thought our truth would be still entertaining on television in 2018? The guy is an anomaly. Uh, this yeah. is really all I can say. Um, but he's just, he, yeah, he, 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 I, I, that's, that's it. He's an anomaly. I can't make sense of it, but it works. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you know, Bailey and Sasha, they just, you know, give me Bailey versus Ronda Rousey. Christ, I mean, they're both right there. They don't have to. One of them doesn't have to be a heel. This is yeah. 2018. Okay, they can have their own motivations. The championship is enough motivation. Like, I don't have to be a bad guy to want to be the good guy to win the title. I just want to win the fucking title. I don't care who has it. I just yeah. want to be called the best. There's your fucking story. Let them go do what they do. Um, so it, it's really frustrating, um, especially for those two. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, and uh, again, hate teeing off on WWE. It's just it's it's kind of the obvious one to tee off on because uh, I, I think because of the scale of the WWE, their mistakes way heavier than the mistakes sure. of other companies. Yeah, um, because the trickle down effect is much larger. So to that point, uh, I really hope in 2018 that we put a moratorium on using real life tragedy as the impetus for an angle uh it's one thing when someone injures someone else and they decide to go into business like i'm not a huge fan of the nia Jax face breaker thing yeah uh, especially because in her case it boils down to she's just not safe in the ring and should you know go back for a little bit more training uh but you have the Natalia angle with the death of Jimmy Anvil Nightheart. You have the Roman Reigns cancer angle going into the, the whole shield breakup and Dean Ambrose turning heel. Things like that just are, are so icky. And, and, and to go back to the Saudi Arabia point, it, it rings of some of the most gross aspects of professional wrestling that make me embarrassed to be a fan. 
yeah. having to explain that to something like if if the fucking you know a player for the Ravens decided to bring up someone on the Browns dead dad this weekend right while doing press for the game it would be unheard of sounds like something Terrell Suggs would do he's a garbage human being see there you go but like this is just considered great heat in professional wrestling and yeah it it just it's one of those things that I don't really like I mean yeah like I said you you want to Two guys got too stiff with each other, but they can decide to work an angle out of it. Right. Cool. Totally fine with that. Like, uh, fucking, uh, if David Arquette and Nick Gage work a match next year, building off of the press of this, I get it because they recognize, hey, things went wrong, but things can go right. We can make money together. But when it's right. like so and so died, yeah, let's make that an angle. Fuck that. That's yeah. not cool. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's it's a bad it's a bad storyline. It's bad planning. And speaking of bad planning, that's is leading into my other worst of the year, which is calling up NXT superstars to the main roster with no clear cut plans for them. Like, hey, these people are coming to SmackDown. We got Andrade, Cien Elmas, and Zelina yeah. Vega coming oh, up. Man. And then they show up for one week and then disappear for a month and then you know. Every time he pops up, he impresses, but they got no fucking storylines for him. And, you know, that's why I'm worried about this next class coming up. You know, Lars Sullivan, he'll probably be okay, at least for a little bit. He's going to get a lot of chances. Yeah. A lot of chances. You know, Lacey Evans and Heavy Machinery, people who are kind of, okay, this can get over a little bit. And then we'll see how it works on the main show sort of thing. There's a lot of of question marks. So I, I feel like. I feel like they just do that to bring new bodies in, which puts people like Zack Ryder, who I was never a major fan of, but he tweeted the other day that he didn't have an appearance on Raw the entire calendar year of 2018. And this was a guy who has a legion of fans out there. Yeah, yeah um, he does. You know, and you keep – and I know it's this the cycle of the business. You got to bring in, uh, you know, fresh blood for some fresh matches and whatever. But at, if you're doing that, just know where you're going to go with them. Have an endpoint yeah. in mind. Don't bring them yeah. up just to bring them up. Um, you know, have have some kind of idea. And sometimes, you know, things happen and, and people fall flat, and then you end up with the uh, the fashion police and some great stuff, which is fun. Gets get well soon, Daniel. Hope to see you back soon and make an impact in uh, in 2019. But yeah. a lot of times, you end up with like you know, like a, a Zach Ryder or a Kurt Hawkins and people who are just kind of just kind of there. Apollo Cruz, just yeah. Just Kind Apollo of Cruz, the man of the start stop push. Yeah, it's, it's like someone sees him backstage and goes, "He's really impressive." <laughs> let, let, let's get behind him for a week, and then yeah. they forget. It, yeah. it's 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 a shame. Um, so all that being said, uh, what are we expecting? Let's look into the crystal balls. Yeah, let's, let's stare at them and Always. figure out what's going to happen in 2019. We were completely wrong with our 2018 predictions. <laughs> yeah. So let's see how wrong we can be with our 2019 predictions. Chris, do you want to start off? You want me to throw out the first one? Well, it's not so much predictions that I wrote as things I'm looking for. So okay. a question really of who will be the next top guy in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reigns is on the shelf. Hopefully will return and and back to his level. Seth Rollins after his tepid match with uh Ambrose at TLC kind of puts him on the back burner a little bit. Brock is part-time at best. Braun Strowman had the start stop sort of finish. Um who will who will 
for lack of a better term, grab the brass ring, but it's really not that. You have to be given the opportunity to. Uh, <laughs> uh, but who who will be the guy that a year from now we're talking about like a Becky Lynch, you know, um, who's going to be the, the the male competitor to really have um, a blockbuster year in 2018, turn some heads and, and, you know, win some titles and carry a show um, right now. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure of, of who it will be. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of question marks. I mean, Daniel Bryan, you know, he always has that lingering thing of he could get injured and go away like that again. Yeah. AJ Styles is in, his mid to late forties, um, so, you know, he's still wrestling at a really high level. But who knows? And they are giving him a, a Vince McMahon angle, which is a, a sign of confidence internally. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's him. Maybe you know Kevin Owens returns from injury with with fire, and you know becomes the the biggest heel in the world in 2018 with maybe Sami Zayn at his side. Maybe uh, 2019. Maybe, 2019. 2019. Rather, yes. sorry. Um, maybe you know. Uh, it's a it's a long shot, but I think it's pro- it's well it's possible, not probable. Matt Riddle, um, you know, could, Matt could, Riddle is undeniable. I mean, he's he, such a talent. He's so yeah. charismatic, uh, and and you know he could be the guy to just have a cup of coffee in NXT, come into the main roster, and just make the world fall in love with him. Like, yeah, yeah. he's really tough to hate unless you hate marijuana. Um, so I, Jeff, I will say at Centen uh, at Sen Ted Cruz. Yes, you know, exactly. Not, probably not a fan of Matt Riddle. Um, I, I will say, uh, so there was an NXT showcase match, uh, at the big post Christmas MSG show yes. uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, Matt Riddle, uh, was one of the most appreciated guys backstage. Uh, you know, say what you will uh, about you know how how long that stays top of mind for yeah. a guy like Vince McMahon or whoever. Yeah. But uh, apparently, Riddle really established himself as as a guy who they're looking at internally. So, um, yeah, he could be the guy. I mean, uh, to to add to your list, maybe they finally pull the trigger on a Finn Balor. Yeah. Maybe they finally pull a trigger on a Drew McIntyre. I mean. The, when I look at the top male female stars of this year, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, neither one of them had you spoken to us in December 2017, who we thought would be yeah. the person. I don't think either one of them were it. I mean, Seth, maybe definitely not Becky. No, not from where she was. The There is in professional wrestling always that weird confluence of fate and luck. That, yeah. that mix together for someone to be that next top person. It, it's not always the anointed one who becomes the one. So, right. uh, you know, someone may surprise us. Um, but uh, I, I, I'll, I will say I also am looking forward to seeing who rises to the top in this unsure era of uh, top guys. Yeah. What's, what, what are you uh, looking forward to next year? Uh, I want to see what happens with the elite. Uh, yeah both equally out of excitement because I like the guys and equally out of, I just want the speculation to end, uh, yeah. whether it's there. Get that building. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let me bust it. You guys, come on, Jan one. <laughs> let's just get through this. I, I want to know what's happening. Is it there is AEW going to be a thing? Uh, and if it is going to be a thing, do they have TV? I mean, the that that's the big question. If anyone's going to take on the WWE in any way, shape, or form, they need major television. 
I don't know if there's any company that can get that. We just saw Impact go for it and fail miserably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's such a bummer because, as we were talking about, they had a great resurgence this year. Yeah. Um, and everything I, is purely speculative. And do they have, you know, the the money? And do they – well, they probably have the money. If if the, the if they're – Do they have more they than eight guys? Like, yeah. Do, do they have talent? Do they have uh, office staff? Do yeah. they have, you know – obviously, they, those guys – the elite do well on social media. So I think they've sure. got that covered. That's probably the one check mark that is for sure. Exactly. Exactly. They, they don't need a social media intern. Yeah. Uh, but they need people to, to book arenas. They need lawyers. They, they need all these things if they're going to start a promotion and have it be yeah. successful off the bat. And yes, more than eight competitors is really something that you're really going to need. Um, and you know, they, they need to have an idea of how, their show is going to look, which I feel like they have a pretty good um, mindset to do with their, their collective um, yeah. brain trust uh, between the f five, six, seven of them, whatever there are these yeah. days. So, so yeah, it's, it's very exciting to see uh, or speculate. Obviously we're all in speculation mode right now. Um, but you know, what will happen? Will it be successful? Will it fall flat on its face with, which is a possibility? Yeah. Um, you know, and what will happen to those guys if it does? Does it hurt their uh, stock permanently? Will it take them some time to to recover? You know, will they have to repay some dues to get back into uh, the good graces of fans and promotions that they turned down offers from, allegedly? Uh, yeah. You know, who knows? There's a lot, a lot, a lot of question marks with the elite in 2019. And, you know, it'll be a couple of days until we get at least a little inkling of what's going to happen. But then, you know, the long-term question marks of will this be successful uh, really come into play. And it's definitely, it's probably the biggest question mark of the year right oh, now undoubtedly. in the world I mean, of pro wrestling. The, the, the ramifications of what they decide yeah. to do. Shockwaves. Uh, it impacts. Well, I mean, it impacts impact. Yeah. It impacts WWE. It impacts New Japan. ROH. It impacts ROH. Yeah. Uh, and ROH is another question mark for me for 2019. Yes. They freed up some funds. They're signing names. But is it going to be enough to continue the momentum that they've had over the past few years? How much of that momentum is because of guys like the Young Bucks and Cody? Is that why they were able to sell out MSG? Hell, at this point, Who's going to be on the MSG card? Well, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and we talked about this a lot. New Japan sold that show for us. Sure. So, you know, even though we're probably not going to get Omega, there's a good chance we're going to get Okada. There's a good yeah. chance we're going to get Ishii and Ibushi possibly. I'm not sure if yeah. Ibushi is, is tied up with the elite stuff or not. With his relationship with Kenny, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, and you really, I'm not even sure how much Kenny is involved in that as well, too. Because Kenny's, right, right. Kenny's kind of been doing his own thing for a while, and he is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion right now. Mm -hmm. So that that lends uh, a, 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 even more questions. But you know, in terms of Ring of Honor, they just signed Bandito. They signed um, Mark PCO, Haskins, PCO, Haskins, Bro uh, Brody King. King. You know, yeah. they're, they're bringing in people, um, and you know, they, they still have their stalwarts of uh, of Jay Lethal. They have uh, the Briscoes. Um, mm -hmm. Bully Ray is sticking around for a little bit. You know, <laughs> say what say what you want. The guy, you know, is a legend. Oh, um, oh, I, I, I take nothing away from his historical credentials. 
I, I'm with you. I'm just saying <laughs> he's, he's an established name. Oh, so absolutely. Absolutely. The, the potential is there. And who knows who, who else may show up uh, in Ring of Honor, you know, in 2019. Maybe they expand their women's division a little more, which is really kind of not really set the world on fire. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the, there, there's, there's possibility, uh, but they're really going to have to not start over from scratch. But they got, they got knocked down a couple pegs, losing, you know, with the elite turning down the offers um, that they, uh, that they, that they got. So it'll, it'll be curious to see. You know, if I get a, a, a Bandito versus um, uh, fucking uh, uh, what's his name, um, Nido match at uh, yeah. MSG, then that's totally worth it. And really, the price of admission alone is worth it just to hear Liger. Liger's theme song played over the Madison Square Garden sound system. Provided Liger's going to be there. Liger better fucking be there. If Liger yeah, isn't yeah. there, I'm going to ask for a refund. Yeah, because right now the only names officially it, announced, only names officially announced for that big MSG card are Naito, Tanahashi, Okada, and Bully Ray. That's all that's been announced. <laughs> I mean, you know, the first three is probably worth the price of admission alone. We could get, yeah. we could get Jericho. We could. It's entirely possible. We could get Jericho. We could get uh, Will Ospreay. I mean, th- yeah. there are countless people who could be on the show. Yeah. And honestly, that show as a whole is a question mark for 2019. And sure. not just because we're going, but because of what it says about the state of both of those companies yep. in 2019. Yeah. Um, I think another big thing to look at in 2019 is the future of NXT. They've signed everyone and they're continuing to sign everyone else that's left. What does the landscape of NXT look like? Let's say post mania 2019. Yeah. Because you have this amazing group of talent at the top guys like Ricochet, Undisputed Era, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. They got to clear out at some point. Yeah. If the next group and the are next next shot. group are yeah. going to get a shot. So who stays, who goes, and how does it pan out? That's going to be a very interesting thing to see in 2019. Yeah, I would really love to see the Undisputed Era make a Nexus style debut on the main mm-hmm. roster. Mm-hmm. Maybe Agreed. add another person or two. Strength in numbers. I mean, I like the four person stable because it's it's different than what we see normally from the trios and the tag teams. So yeah. but even in another one, I don't think they need to go to full NWO levels and have half the fucking roster on their side. Yeah. But they need to make an impact, a violent impact, and then back it up in the ring. And this was something I was talking with uh, my buddy Mark who filled in for you a couple weeks ago. Uh, we talk about how the Undisputed Era has not been booked super strongly recently. Yeah. But then this past week on the show when um, Roddy and KO <laughs> excuse me <coughs> Kyle O'Reilly defended against Heavy Machinery they just did it on their own. Fish and Cole yeah. were in the back and I thought that was really smart because it reestablished them of sure they have the strength in numbers but when they want to, they can do it on their own. So that was really good, really smart booking for those guys. So I need to see them yeah. continue up that trajectory. And I feel like this could be a really, you know, Shield-esque year for the Undisputed Era. And I really hope it is because I, I, I'm a huge fan of those guys. Same. And to piggyback on, you know, what happens with NXT, one of the questions I had is what happens to independent wrestling? Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, WWE is buying up everybody, especially in Europe. I mean, Europe is basically just going to turn into one, you know, four different uh, NXT uh, brands or feeder leagues to the main yeah. thing. Um, so, you know, what happens with that? Can independent wrestling 
survive and coexist with WWE's worldwide expansion. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent, um, but there's various varying levels of talent. And if WWE keeps snatching off that top tier, skimming the top, um, two mice fell in a vat of cream. Uh, <laughs> You know, if <laughs> if the, the the ones keep walking out, what's going to happen to the ones that drown? You know, will that level of talent, you know, rise to the occasion to take over the indies? You know, there, there's always going to be new wrestlers. You know, that, oh, that, there there always is. And but who can catch fire enough to make a name for themselves and these indie companies to survive? Exactly. Who, who's going to who's going to catch fire without being signed by right. WWE, New Japan? Ring of Honor or AEW, if yeah. AEW is a thing, or Impact uh, or Lucha or, or MLW, Impact or, yeah, who or MLW? Holy shit! How soon I forget about them and they're signing people too. Yeah. But I think probably the most pressing question of 2019 is, yeah, will I get Jordan Grace on this show? And if so, how many minutes before Chris just passes out because all the blood rushed away from his head? One, she doesn't like doing podcasts. Okay. Um, so I, I don't, and honestly, I don't know if I, if I could handle myself. I, I, I honestly, oh, oh, you'd handle yourself. That's you know, I, it, I don't know if I could not be a creep. <laughs> Essentially is what it boils down to. I yeah. mean, I, I'm sure I could have a conversation with her and, and talk about, you know, wrestling and who'd you grow up watching and, you know, who do you, you like watching? You'd now have to turn the camera off career goals and, and stuff like that. I just, uh, it, it, it wouldn't, I, I would feel like I'm lying to myself. Now, now, here's, uh, I don't, here's I don't my lie. question. Did you just kind of funnel all our Patreon money to her Patreon? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I thought I yeah. saw a, 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 a pretty pretty nice bump on her Patreon. Not a massive one, but a pretty what, nice one. On hers or ours? On hers. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it definitely wasn't on ours. <laughs> and that's that's on me. I haven't updated it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's been a really tough month. <laughs> I'm going to catch up. I promise. Don't leave me. I need you. Um, but really, my biggest question of the year mm -hmm. is, will Michael Hayes survive? I certainly hope not. <laughs> you and me both, brother. I certainly hope Let's not. Let's bury him under Bad Street for good. <laughs> Can the free bird rule work with... <laughs> work with a fucking funeral can we just <laughs> can we just swap terry bam bam gordy's body with his i'm up for it yeah let's let's uh can we, we can have bernie's that entire booking meeting oh with the body of terry bam bam gordy i need a i need a plane ticket to atlanta real quick now <laughs> can we make that happen can we make that happen hey cody you know you're you're in the Atlanta area right you want to help brother out you know you got some time right you gonna help? You gonna help me, brother? You gonna, you gonna, you gonna help me out? You gonna help me? Uh, you know, accomplish this goal here? Yeah, uh, rid the world of Michael Hayes uh, for good, for once and for all. Yeah, gonna, gonna. I can't do high voice right now. My voice is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Glorious. 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network Are you a member of a wrestling organization's creative team? Stumped on how to bring that storyline to an earth-shattering crescendo? That's where I come in. My name is Wallace Terwilliger Fogg Hattinson, and I created the Eh, Fuck It consultants to help you figure out how to keep your fans guessing and those stupid-ass bloggers and podcasters at bay. Don't know how to save Sting from the Four Horsemen? Eh, fuck it. Here's Robocop. Do you have an awesome diva and a great love quadrangle but don't know where to take it next? Eh, fuck it. Make a general manager. Is your superstar feuding with a monster whose ex-girlfriend is dead? Eh, fuck it. Have your guy molest her corpse. Does your porn star wrestler have a feud with a Japanese stable? Eh, fuck it. We choppy choppy UPP. Eh, fuck it consultants are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to give you the idea that seemed too obvious, ridiculous, or just plain fucking stupid for you to come up with on your own. Do you have a comedic foreign wrestler who wants to be Miss WrestleMania? Eh, fuck it. Dress him up in drag and have him become Miss Goddamned WrestleMania. Did two of your biggest talents jump ship to a rival company? Eh, fuck it. Bring in two bloated quasi-lookalikes to take their place. You have a relationship between a former Olympian black guy and an 80-year-old chick? Eh, fuck it. Have her give birth to a plastic fucking hand. A plastic fucking hand. Don't know who to reveal as the anonymous general manager of your flagship show? Eh, fuck it. Let the little Irish guy, who we already suggested to be the illegitimate son of the owner of your motherfucking organization, be revealed as a GM while hiding under the goddamn ring. I'm Wallace Terwilliger Fogg Hattinson, and I formed Eh, Fuck It Consultants. We'll help you give zero fucks about your product, zero fucks about your fans, and zero fucks about your talent. Call now, one eight seven seven 877 ehfuckit Eh, fuck it.